Gears and Nachos. Season two. Season two. Episode one. Gears and Nachos. Here we go. This is it. People thought we weren't wouldn't make it. We're back. We're back. They thought we were just, you know, uh, just a, a here, here today, gone tomorrow. But you know what? We found a vaccine. Did we? No. <laughs> but we wish we did. A vaccine for what? To give people what they want. Which is? Gears and nachos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what the vaccine is for boredom? What's that? Friggin' nachos. Ah, you get it, a big plate of nachos, right? Yeah. And I am very impressed because I've had... Uh, probably uh, way more than I thought of people sending me pictures of them eating nachos with a fork. Yeah. And I'm very proud. I feel like I have contributed to society. You honestly have. In this day and age right now, with this pandemic, yeah. when you can't touch anything, yep. and the food you touch the most is nachos. And I'm just... See, I'm here for the people. For the common good of humanity. The oh. fact that I eat nachos with a fork. And I'm just... I'm imploring. I'm not asking. I'm not suggesting. I am imploring people to eat their nachos with a fork for the betterment of Bryce Kinney, the savior. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little strong, but okay. So this is awesome because uh, we're doing something that we have always wanted to do, which is get my main man, Ryan Anderson, uh, Miss the lovely Kristen Anderson, and Adam Anderson all in one room and do this podcast. So welcome, Ryan and Kristen. Heck yeah, party on. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) Glad you could make it. (laughs) Don't screw this up or we won't have you on again, okay? (laughs) Okay, but in all seriousness, a lot of people ask y'all like what it's like competing against each other and stuff like that, but honestly, uh, you know, I mean, I grew up in a a really strong motorsports family, different sport, uh, but I don't think anything compares to the Anderson family as a whole, and I say that with... An incredible amount of respect and also just as much curiosity as everybody else out there that's listening uh, on what it is like being an Anderson. So we've got to start with the OG, right? The patriarch, Dennis. uh, Give me one word. First word comes off the top of your head to describe your father. Really? Yeah. That was my word. Really? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Because I couldn't say the next one. (laughs) Oh, 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 there's a follow-up word. There's a, yeah, that was it. Really, that was a good start. Yeah. Okay. What is yours, Kristen? Uh, one word to describe, Dad. He's kind of hard to describe in one word, honestly. Nope, you only get one. Stop making your own rules. Uh, Just like an Anderson, making up your own rules. Uh, uh, I'd have to say he's tough. 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 Mm. Guy eats nails for for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We got Ryan. Ah man, I'm glad Kristen took a little while to think about it, but it still didn't help me out none. Man, uh, do y'all know Dennis? Yeah, but it's we do. We really can't call him by his real one singular name. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say Wiley. 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 Yeah, like Bob Wiley. Just all the Wiley. Uh-huh. Like anything you think of, just wild Wiley. Scattered. Scattered. Yeah. Scattered. Crazy. Yeah. Scattered. 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 Mm. Deaf. Death. Yeah. Death. Death. Scattered. Scattered. And shattered. <laughs> what do you mean scattered? Scattered brain? Oh, just yeah. Like, yeah. All over the place. And uh, the older he gets, the worse it gets. Yeah. yeah. He's got a nonstop personality. Yeah. It doesn't matter how old he gets. He is nonstop from 6.30 in the morning until 9 p.m. <laughs> does, yeah. he, does he, like, crash hard at 9? Or do... Yeah, he's actually been sleeping in a little bit here in the last yeah. couple of weeks, I've been noticing. With um, but you know that yeah, like dad's that with age. Every year that he gets older, the more he like makes himself do stuff. Even like if it's totally unnecessary, not needed, mm-hmm. which he should just be chillaxing. You know, like enjoying life. No, he will make anything and everything an absolute job. Like you, something we should enjoy. No, it's got to be like. He got, he's got to put a big plan in place and bring all these extra people. And <laughs> he overdoes it, or yeah, he overdoes oh, everything. Okay. everything. Like, family vacations, yeah. uh-huh. we, like family vacations. We end, we end up bringing like thirty people that aren't even family. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he's mad because we go to dinner, and then all those freeloaders want to get their dinner paid for. <laughs> 
and here's dad. And then we're all like, yeah, that's what you get. Yeah. That's what you get. So is he like the big idea guy, but but uh, like looks to you guys to do the execution? Or is oh, yeah. he the planner yeah. too to get it no. done? So No, a little bit of, he doesn't, he plans the, for the first half to, or maybe first quarter. And then he, it's, it's relying upon his, whether it's a, the crew of misfits or whoever it's going to be. They gotta they gotta follow through with the, they have to execute yeah. whatever the mission is mm. and and it really could be it's like as simple as uh, like right now he he has this big boat that he actually got heavy D gave him this boat he yeah gave him yeah because people give people boats he did that's a normal thing seriously heavy D gave him a forty foot uh, as a nineteen sixty eight or nine or seventy yeah. a Hatteras which is a local area to us and there's a boat builder down there. And Heavy D got this thing on an auction and, and gave it to Dad because Heavy D, D knew it was this project. And it's been a project. And my dad has been working on this thing recently because he wants to take all the grandkids on a camping trip, which, which is awesome. And to be honest with you, you could drive out with it right now and put the anchor down and camp. But no. They have stripped everything out of it. They painted it. They redid air-conditioned ductwork. They've mm. redone... Uh, they're painting the outside of the boat, in which I haven't seen it, but Ryan said it's a horrible color. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. Like what? Salmon? So, like, the problem is his dad, his vision's not that great. And he probably looked... Like his actual you know, vision. His actual his vision. Sight. His actual vision okay. is not that great. Uh, it is and isn't. Like, well, he, he wears, like, no, the, reader, dwindling now. The, the reader glasses that yeah. you get, he, he gets those. And his sight's so bad off, he doesn't know how to decipher between the girl pair's and the male pairs. <laughs> so he wears the girl yeah. pairs pretty often. Women's glasses. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but so he, he's looking at this color and he's kind of looking for like this, like, you know, a lot of the newer boats are like like a seafoam green, kind of like a nice dull, but just a clean color. And uh, this one was, it had some boat style name to yeah, it. I can't remember what it's, it was. And, But it ended up being like just, just. It's like, know. it's not, like, the boys you, are really hating on it right now. It I haven't not, seen it. I haven't even seen it. It's bad. like a Turkey's no, it blue. is not. It's like the trim. I if saw you a drank a Slurpee and puked it, that's the color. <laughs> Slurpee puke. Stick, yeah. Sticks yeah. it. Kristen says it's sky blue. Ryan says it's Slurpee puke. Turquoise. Sky blue. It's not great. I thought they said it was like the color, like NC blue or something. Yeah, like it is. That. It's, that's that's probably the closest. Oh, so it's like, probably like Tar Heel blue. Or something. Yeah, that's, mm, that's even worse. Terrible. But that's because I like. Duke basketball, but that's yeah, a that's a whole other thing. It's like nautical and like light. Yeah, if he would do, if he would just do that color, like from like the like the half of the boat, this bottom half of the boat is one solid color, and the rest is all that, it'd be all right. But he's like trimming the windows with this color, and it's just like, oh. did he want a boat? Is that why heavy? He's always oh, been into always. it. Okay. The deal was is he, heavy. You know, my dad's just computer technology illiterate by far. So he's heavy D is showing my dad that you can bring up government auctions on your phone. My dad's absolutely blown away yeah. by this that you can do anything on your phone. It's just crazy <laughs> to him. Every time you show him the same thing every time. Can't believe it. Well, he's just blown away that heavy D can bring up this government auction and then that there was this Hatteras boat on there. Like, oh my God. So he lit up and Heavy D and his excitement as well of dad like being so excited over this bids on it and wins. And so then Heavy D's stuck with this huge boat that, uh, you know... It's, it's been dry docked yeah. for like, they said five years, but I'm pretty sure it was like eight years. Mm. So it has not touched the water mm. in that long. This massive, ancient boat, and and it's a, it's a massive boat. Yeah, like 40 foot may not sound that big, but it is so big, it wouldn't you, you couldn't get it on a trailer. You'd have to have yeah. a semi Gosh. Because it's, it's so tall and wide. Like and you you drove it back, right? Is we, that, yeah, that we all... Okay. Yeah, yeah, we drove it back. Well, not all of us. It was me... Dad, my little brother Teeny, and then you know a couple of Dad's you know guys mm-hmm. that he just brings along everywhere. But um, yeah, so we brought it back from where it was at, which was not far from us. It was only like maybe an hour drive in a vehicle, but with the boat you got to zigzag through and actually go through a bunch of drawbridges that are really low, and then also go through a set of locks. So like you actually drive into this area, it locks you in, and raises the water level. And, you know, depending on the lock, it raises or level or yeah. raises or lowers. Like a canal, like a yep. Panama Canal exactly, type thing. Exactly. So it, it raised us up to the water level we needed to open the other side up and took off and it did take like, you know, 45 minutes to do that. So it took it took a long time, not to mention the boat like tops out like 20 miles an hour because mm-hmm. it's huge. But uh, yeah, so we drove it back. It was actually, it was pretty fun. But How about you ask Adam and Ryan how easy it is to dock that boat? Mm. So me and Adam took the boat out. <laughs> Just like, cause you know, like we haven't really messed with it because Dad's, you know, just 
It'll basically, if we say, hey, Dad, we, let's go get on the boat, it'll turn into an operation. Okay, then like, a, like an event. And there's 20 people in this and people on payroll. <laughs> I mean, just you know, freaking all this stuff. So it's, you can't just like, hey, let's go on the boat. It does not happen. So we, you know, Dad kind of like, you know, after a few weeks, he calms down a little bit. He's like, you know, if you guys want to take the boat out, you can take the boat out. That day. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I, I, call, I called Ryan like, because I think my dad was kind of getting disheartened that we weren't down there like, Working on this boat and away. getting ready for it, and it's like, yeah, we're excited about it, but it's like we got we got stuff going on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like we got we got our our lives, our families, our whatever. You know what I mean? We're we got stuff going on. I mean, I I would much rather be down there. I'm that kind of person. I'd be rather be down there, not with him hanging over me the whole time. Mm-hmm. I'm alright working with him because I can yell at him. Tell him Stop! Just leave me alone. But I, I'm I like doing stuff like that also, and uh, but. At the same time, I'm like, I just didn't have time to do it. And then one day, I'm like, you know what? Let's, let's go. So I called Brian up. I said, dude, let's, let's, go for, let's go for a cruise real quick. Let's see what we can do. Because it's like, if we don't do it, we're never going to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we finally get on this thing. And and so it's a, like, a, you call it a twin stick, I guess. But it's, I don't know what it's called. Yeah. So you got, it's got two 32.8 cat turbocharged, uh, you know, diesel motors in it. Hmm. And so it's each one, each engine is run separately. It has its own controls, and to to get out of there where we were, where this thing is docked up, was okay. And it, their current runs pretty strong. It, mm-hmm. It's on the Quinjock Canal, and it's one of the very few openings that it's actually the main part. It makes where Digger's Dungeon is an island, actually. And uh, the current flows through there really strong. Getting out of the little deal where it's docked up and going down the canal was cool. Well, Kristen, we'd already asked Kristen earlier, like, you want to go or what? And she was running late, doing whatever. Sleeping. Yeah. Were you sleeping? Yeah. Okay. It was 1 p.m. Oh, no, it was like 4 or 5, 6 (laughs) p.m. And and then she's like, then she calls and I feel bad. And then she's actually on her way. And I'm like, well, shoot. I was like, all right. I told Brian, well, you know, and we discussed, we're like, let's go out here and let's practice like maneuvering this thing around because there's certain ways you can run one backwards and the other one's forwards to make the boat just move sideways mm. or this or that, you know. Watch all these awesome videos on Instagram or Facebook of these guys that just come in wide open these docks. Well, it took us about 15 minutes to get Kristen off the dock. So, because we didn't want to run into the dock. Yeah. After we went out, they we cruised around. They wanted me to get a running start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thing, like, if you had hit the dock with this boat, like in any way, shape, or form with a little bit of speed, it would it would ruin the dock. Yeah. yeah. It's it's massive. It's it's kind of hard to explain how big this thing really is because 41 foot sounds big, but it's like, this thing's huge. Yeah. So, yeah, when we go up to the dock, Adam's up there, and we'd already pra- practiced our maneuvers out in the open a little bit, and then Kristen shows up, so we're up there trying to do it and the best part to me was I was I was standing on the back just kind of watching and this guy was over here throwing a net trying to catch fish and he sees us come by and we're then we're then we back right up to him again whoa wow yeah. away. we back up to him again like 10 times and we just keep looking over and this guy's you know judging us basically yeah. so then Adam gets flustered so I'm like oh let me give it a shot and I'm wow I've been a little more aggressive with it in and out in and out and then finally we get it up there and then about that same time actually another funny thing was our our one buddy that watched YouTube for about two weeks and now he's the ultimate captain on the East Coast. Uh-huh. Like nobody can do it good, as good as him. Buys a boat that's he paid questionable. 30, yeah, he paid thirty five hundred bucks for it. and He got ripped off. Uh, okay. Yeah, so he comes by stalled out, <laughs> <laughs> drifting in the water. <laughs> yeah, and him and Woos Woos was yeah. on it with him. Woos, of course. and and Andrew, the captain of the East Coast, uh, he is the same about the same size as Woos, basically, and it's eighteen foot boats. <laughs> two just massive monster men yeah. yeah. no yeah. with their old ladies on the boat yeah. too yeah. And, then, and their and dogs he, and then he gets it fired up as he like rounds where this guy can see him that's already seen us you know back and forth and back and forth and then here comes our other our you know tender boat uh-huh. and it fires up a wide open throttle two stroke motor smoke <laughs> <laughs> so we basically cause a massive scene just to get Kristen on the boat and then yeah. uh, and they had to get within at least five feet to four feet of the dock because I have zero athleticism. Yeah. So they were like, it was closer feet. than that because were, I'm telling you, we got. Oh. I was just scared, man, because like Ryan, he did the journey down, <laughs> so he got to see a little bit, and like all I had done is drove out in the open, and you can't really tell what the boat is doing. So I'm like, I was like, I just don't want to hit this thing. You yeah, know? I just couldn't. I, I was like, I don't. For one, I didn't want to damage the dock or the old boat because you have to take the boat out of the water to yeah. work on it, and you can't get it out without. A massive crane or something so it was a big ordeal we finally get her on and we go for a nice little twilight cruise out the opposite end of the canal and 
and we're coming back in. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go for it. And we're kind of, you know, it's time to dock it up back where it was. And it's very, very shallow where it was and stuff too. And, uh, and it's like in a little boat slip, basically. It's not little, it's big, but, uh, so you got to get it in this boat slip. And I get in there and I'm, this time I'm like, all right, I don't even really care because the current, once you get in the boat slip area, it's not, the current's not as bad and moving around. Well, then our other buddy that works at the marina, he's like going out to the island to go out there. And, and JW. JW, he, mm -hmm. he's going to go out there and park and party or whatever. But he, he brings in all these multi-million dollar yachts. Like, so like hundred footers, you know, Gosh. you know, 60 foot, all day long. Just man boats. Mm -hmm. Just, I, yeah, all beyond man boats, you know. Actually, some of the biggest ones I've seen were owned by women, Bryce. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Of course. It was. That's what I thought my first thought, too. But anyways, and uh, he, JW comes up and he is just laughing at us. You know, he's, he's older than like Ryan and I and stuff, but he, uh, he's laughing, but he did help me because he was like, all right, right engine, left engine, right, right, left, left, and turn and stuff, and, you know, so then he, he was helping me and I was like, it was a pretty precise dock up, but it took a minute. Yeah. But uh, I couldn't say that I could do it again. I'm like, I told dad, I was like, we should probably get JW with us a couple times yeah. to, yeah. to dock her up. Come Just aboard. to dock her up. Yeah. yeah. So obviously that was all for the uh, Princess Kristen. So it took you 15, 20 minutes to get yeah. her on board. Yeah. But you snuggled it up against the, the dock and she, what, you walked on? Or did you have yeah. to have no, her on? No, the first time, stretch. no. No? Oh, no. It was like a stretch and like we're reaching for her and like yeah. the boat's like going, <laughs> going away. At one point, the like the boat was probably like six foot off the dock, and Ryan like puts his arms over the railing. He goes, "I'll catch you." And I was like, <laughs> yeah, "No, right. Ryan, yeah, no, right, oh, right guy, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I don't think so. Try yeah. again, slick." I'm good. <laughs> so we've come to the conclusion uh, that uh, that you are a basically a hibernating bear. Yeah, if that's the case. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm a human sloth. A human yeah. sloth. Yeah. Do you, uh, did, I mean, you sleep till what time typically on your day off? Honestly, I really, I'm 23 now. When I was like 19 or 20, I could easily put it into like 2 p.m. Are you a night owl like, or do you yeah. just go? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. so you're, you're up till 3 a.m. or whatever. Yeah, 3 or 5, yeah, Okay, yeah, yeah. all right. I was just, you know, young, stayed up, but I'm getting, I mean, I have a, you know, Monster Jam and stuff. Kind of, I got morning media. Mm -hmm. Had to get reeled back in. So now I can sleep it out till like 11 p.m. Mm -hmm. You know, currently. But yeah. as I get older, I start waking up a little earlier. But if I had the option to wake up or sleep, mm -hmm. sleep every day. So uh, did did your dad punish the hibernating princess the same as you guys, or did she get special treatment? Because I, I kind of noticed that no, Dennis, dad, yeah, you know, dad, Kristen can do no wrong yeah. from what I've seen. Yeah, in no, so for me and Adam, dad was running rampant with the truck at the time. You know, mm -hmm. he was a one-man band. Building grave digging. More or less, he was, yeah. yeah. Brand yeah, so he was, yeah. he'd be gone for months at a time when me and Adam were younger basically and uh and he would come back home and it would be just a rager he'd, you know we four wheelers and this and that and all these crazy you know showering us with gifts and <laughs> such but we'd have a freaking blast while he was there and then he'd be back out at it again you know mm -hmm. um so but then when Kristen and weston you know there's a good age group age gap there so when it was their time he thinks it slowed down the, the way the the world for us for the monster jam world changed a lot he was home every week he was there to be with able to be with them and i always you know, gave him crap about Teeny. Mostly, it was like uh, he's baby Teeny. So your bad. youngest son, or yeah, son, yeah, yeah youngest <laughs> brother. Okay. Yeah, he baby Teeny so bad. Like, oh, don't do that. You're gonna hurt him. I'm like, Dad, you gave me and Adam foolers when we were like, I had a fooler for a 16 plus year old when I was like six or seven. Yeah, and and he turned us loose with equipment and everything. Like we we built jumps for foolers that I would never hit today. Mm -hmm. We dug. Adam was good at running equipment from birth, and. <laughs> would dig up the stumps to you know to clear the land where we were going to build our track and then we'd dig a hole and pile the dirt on either side so you jumped over the hole well obviously when these stumps were in the way throw the stumps in the hole yeah. so that's what it looked like when you would when you go to our track and one of our buddies was like this is stupid and he rode professionally he like rode professionally and stuff and there's it looks like look at you're jumping a death pit because all these tree limbs and stumps I would throw them in the hole to get out of the way, and I'm like, "Well, you're gonna clear them." Yeah, yeah. If you didn't make it, which nobody really cased it on the stump, like no. the I don't even know what you'd gauntlet. Yeah, 
So nobody really landed in that. But if you would have, it would have been bad. Yeah. Like, really bad. So you guys have always done just bizarre stuff. The fact that you guys don't, like, have a TV show is absurd to me. Yeah. Uh, and you were doing, you guys were doing some stuff during uh, the last couple of months during quarantine and stuff like that. But you guys had a race event. Yep. Right? And the only video I saw, and then go on your YouTube, which is what, I think you just, did you change the, what's the handle for your YouTube it's channel? It's the Andersons right now, but honestly, I still am trying to figure out like a good name for it, but yeah. I just haven't really gotten into yeah, it. Yeah, we realize there's a lot of other people in the world that have the same last name. Yeah, yeah I, changed it to, <laughs> I changed it to the Andersons, like, oh yeah, that's the one. And then I went on YouTube and searched my channel, and it was like 5,000 other the the Andersons, Anderson, you know, uh, channels. Well, that's what we need to do off of this. Everyone send your suggestions up to Ryan Anderson on good YouTube handle names. Yeah, I put a thing out on Facebook and it was like, there was was a bunch of good ones, but none of them were just like, they don't stop. They were too clever. Like when you're trying to name something, like sometimes they get too clever, too witty, like something just basic, clean, but good. Uh, that's what, what you guys need. However, I saw, of course, this video of uh, Steve over here <laughs> showing up, and and let's talk about like what was your? Did you know? Talk about his purchase, yeah, and and how he showed up. Did you know he was coming in full character? Pretty or? much. I mean, I know it was. You know, it was honestly a big setup, really, for us as far as like we had. You know, we had a, a you know a couple weeks, like probably like a week and a half in planning and prepping and getting cars and building the track and like kind of a lot went down to in but like and, and it was actually for teeny's graduation yeah right uh, for his birthday birthday birthday, 18, birthday party yeah, okay. 18th 18th birthday, birthday, yeah. 18th birthday yeah so right. you know couldn't really do and couldn't go somewhere and do right. something and honestly a lot of times we'll do like stuff at our mud park and stuff like that well everything's you know on lockdown was on lockdown extremely tight at the time so you know we're like well we screw off in the field on a daily basis let's just you know all do it at the same time and um it was at first. It was like you know, three or four of us, five or six, seven, eight, nine, ten, <laughs> twelve of us. So, uh, but it was a blast. Like we honestly, within a week, we gathered twelve vehicles, prepped them because you can't like, unless you drive like a freaking sissy, you can't just get a regular car and go beat on it. Mm-hmm. Like the airbags, we actually had the airbags blowing me. Up. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I was joking everybody like, oh, you guys are sissies. You just say when your airbags, oh. oh. Well, mine freaking wasted my arm. Actually, that's what the hat right there is from. It's like almost a scar. Oh, my... gosh. But um, Those hurt, man. Yeah, it's tough. You know, been... you know what makes those go off, by the way? Fun fact? Nitro. Nitro. Uh, I, I just know. guessed. I guessed that just nitro. because I, you were so excited. Yeah. Well, it's nitro, not nitromethane. I think it's nitroglycerin. Uh-huh. Really? I understand. Yeah, but it's still like the same compound. Yeah. Nitromethane is like the fuel yeah. version of nitroglycerin. But yeah. yes, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, so there was you know quite a bit of setup involving and you know one of the biggest parts was getting the cars prepped and we wanted to everybody kind of wanted to do something a little bit crazy something a little wild you know like a little bizarre and stuff and um a lot lot of testing went in woos woos did a lot of testing with his jeep yeah (laughs) uh he ran it hot multiple times had to get a new water pump went from being 100 percent ready probably the best one there is to in the shop again. Uh-huh. In the shop again. <laughs> yeah. and sh- I tested. I had to test the the jump. Oh, they, I mean, normally for a race like this, and the the, the uh, caliber of vehicle you have, you don't do as much testing. Yeah. That they did because these aren't cars. They're what would you describe them? So, I mean, bombers. Bombers. Okay. Bombers. Yeah. I mean, it's so like I, it's I like think. the one that your nana's got in her backyard that's yeah. got uh, moss growing on it, where she doesn't even know why she can't remember why she parked it. <laughs> But she'll sell it for five hundred bucks yeah. to get it out of the yard. Yeah, I got a Crown Vic, paid a hundred bucks for it, and uh, there's a little um, few signs that it may something something may have happened. There's bolt cutters in the trunk. Oh god! The, uh, <laughs> the ignition was completely wallowed out. Did they have an entire oil change back there? Yeah, there right. was an entire oil change ready for the Crown Vic. No, I didn't. Opt Did you use not? it? No. <laughs> Um, yeah, and uh, and the shift so, and doing the yeah exactly and doing the uh, the the you know trying to get the screwdriver to turn the key, they disassembled the entire column like they must have been their first job. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so I actually had to disconnect the shifter cable from the the shifter lever underneath in the column like all tangled up and brought it out and made my own hand shifter and also like really went extravagant honestly yeah. like it was pretty intense. But uh, just know, like the Andersons, yeah, would do. We had multiple. We had two minivans, uh, like four SUVs, five SUVs, a couple cars. Um, but uh, yeah, it was. But Adam has this Steve's alter ego. Yeah, so Adam, Adam had got this RV 
because uh, it actually has a good motor and it had a fresh transmission in it because like old school RVs with gas motors have 454 big blocks, which if you don't know, that's you know, that's like a good motor. That's a good starter motor for hot rod or a truck or anything. It's, it's just the old brute. You know, it's always going to be there for you. It's very roadworthy. And the transmission was a brand new Mr. Goodwrench Turbo 400, which is like, oh, heck yeah. You know, that's also good. Super pumped. Oh, Man. yeah. So he I got mean, that, you know, for that reason only. That was well, it. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I thought to myself, I didn't get a vehicle or nothing because this was like in the midst of a pandemic. So my yeah. kids are not in school. So I couldn't, I was getting like Snapchats and, and stuff on Instagram. These guys were up there at the shop till four in the morning working on these bombers. And I'm just like, I'm just like chewing my nails. I'm like, oh <laughs> man. But I kept telling myself, it's okay. I love you kids. What a terrible time you. to have children. I, yeah, I love you guys so much. I'm going to stay home with you all night long and not do anything. But I went up there and I finally was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to take this RV. And but where did you find it? It was up the road. Somebody that actually had worked for Monster Jam and on part of the body part of the side that used to live in North Carolina. They moved. They were selling their property. They asked me to get it, and I went and looked at it, and I was going to get it for the motor and transmission. They were and just going to give it to you? Like, just take they it? They wanted me to buy it. Okay. And, and, and like, five years ago, I was going to buy it. Then I come back, and the roof fell in. And I'm like, I'm not, you know. And then they wanted me to move it, and they were going to give it to me. And I'm like, look, I can't even. I don't want to risk... I was just going to tow it down the road, like behind my truck, mm-hmm. about, eh, it's probably about three miles maybe down the road. And I'm like, ah, I probably shouldn't, you know, something's going to fall off this thing. And so they were selling this home. So they had to get it out off the property. And uh, one day the local towing company was like, Hey, where'd you want this thing? I'm like, what? And I'm like, there's like a four, it's like 40 feet long. Yeah. It's not like a little one. It's like a double axle in the rear. It's old school. But uh, like a Winnebago. It is. It is above and beyond the Winnebago. I can't. Even, what was it called? I don't remember what it was called. Uh-huh. But it had, it had like a sweet swivel light on the roof. Mm-hmm. But I, what I ended up doing is I took my mini excavator and I first I got it running, which was a task in itself because it was locked up. Mm. The the parking brake was locked up on, so I'm like pulling the drive shaft out and all this stuff. I was doing this by myself in the middle of the day while my wife was off of work and trying to do. I don't know. I shouldn't have been working on this. Should have been doing something that made sense. But this is what I was so excited to do. Finally got it broke free. Once I got it to move, then I'm like, all right, now I'm going to see if it runs. Well, I'm like, all right, let me let me see what kind of gas is in it. So I got like this little siphon pump. I'm going to see what comes out. It looked like uh, transmission fluid. It looked like it came out of the gas tank. I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't do that. So then I took a uh, the one guy that works with us up there. He had a gas tank that he just pulled out of an old Suburban. And he gave that to me. And I put it in the passenger seat and ran the fuel lines directly from the the, the throttle body right to the fuel pump <laughs> okay. in the passenger right seat. Beside yourself. Yeah. Directly beside me. So, and I got it fired up and running. I'm like, all right, cool. This thing runs. It fired up, didn't smoke, didn't click, didn't tick. It was ready to go. Awesome. So I'm driving around. Well, then I, I got to do something and uh, it wouldn't steer and the brakes would barely work. I'm like, dang, what's that? And then I remember them saying something about the power boot, something about this years ago that something was wrong with it. Well, then I'm like, dang, I didn't, then I have to work on it some more. So then I took a sawzall and cut the whole bumper out one side of it to be able to get in there and, uh, and figure out what was wrong. There was leaking, threads were stripped out of this deal on this hydro boost pump. And I'm like, oh gosh, man. So I get up in there and I fix it. Mm-hmm. I, I patch her up with, I, I cross thread some stuff in there from Ace Hardware and uh, we get it going and uh, the steering works. It doesn't leak. The brakes actually work on it. It runs and drives. So then I just drove it into the back of our little junkyard there and I started peeling the sides off yeah. of it with the excavator. But I wanted to leave like the kitchen table, uh, the, the sink, the toilet, and the bed. And so uh, it ended up being basically like a giant open deck uh, party bus. Yeah, it was like a drivable pontoon. It's exactly what it, what like what it was. Exactly what it was. But this was. outfit you showed up in, I mean, it's it talk is. about your alter ego that yeah. you've had for like 15 years. Well, he's made a couple debuts on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. He yeah. Has an His alter first video. Ego. If you really want to get in depth into Steve Anderson, Steve, yeah, Steve, then you got to go back, way back. Before the Anderson YouTube channel was even really a thing necessarily, we posted Me SPN. Me SPN. That's Steve's <laughs> debut. Me SPN. Me SPN. I'm going to find it. It's hilarious. It's, watching this. So it's one funny. of the highest hitting videos on our channel. It is. It is. <laughs> From years ago. It was actually when I, my neck was broke at the time. Yeah. And Adam was driving my mud truck. We're in Georgia at a mud bog. 
dad was driving King Sling and all that, so it's whatever. It's been five years ago, six years ago. Wait, oh, Wade no, wasn't even born wait, yet. It's been eight years ago. God dang, yeah. So uh, we were doing this mud bog. Adam was driving my truck. My truck was in, it was in the worst shape it's ever been as far as handling-wise while Adam drove it. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> and I'm standing here with a neck brace just videoing everything, and Adam, we go to the thrift store and find a... Uh, Radar gun. Uh, radar gun. Hot Wheels radar gun. Yeah, Hot Wheels radar gun. A microphone that he ends up just cutting the cord off of, so it looks like it's wireless, you know? <laughs> yeah, it looked like a wireless mic. It did. Yeah. It made, I think it, it was like, it said uh, High School Musical on yeah. it or something uh-huh. like and that. We go to this mud ball game we've never been to before. We've never been to Georgia for a mud race before, like any of the Andersons and stuff. So people were like, you know, it's kind of a big deal for a lot of people at mud balls because we're pretty known in the mud ball world. And uh, so we show up. And we're walking around doing interviews, so people see us doing this, where they're not really paying attention that we're actually just being just complete idiots. Yeah. Like we are scrolling off to the max. Yeah. And so they're taking it super serious. Like, hey, and we talk to them in a serious manner. Like, hey, we're uh, can we get an interview with you after this? <laughs> and then we just asking them the most oh. ridiculous questions. <laughs> <laughs> God, it was it was freaking. But you hilarious. were in a wig or anything, or just not no. this so time. Did, did not the initial deal. This is before yeah, yeah. the dressing. Yeah. This is before yeah. the house. They didn't even know that he was in Steve Anderson mode. They yeah. was we we, we they probably thought that's who Adam Anderson was. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm out there just uh, you know really breaking loose on them <laughs> and uh, asking the most ridiculous things. But you know. People in in the mega truck world, they still talk about that and they miss that. As soon as they see me, Big Steve, yes, me in. Like it's been eight years, you know. And they miss Can it. Can I get an interview? Yeah. Oh, people yeah. wanted to. They, they wanted to, to then one. because I would always go up to them like, "All right, hey guys, I'm just gonna ask you a couple questions. You know, don't take any offense to it. That's what I'm saying." <laughs> so this is like a, a rare sighting when Steve Anderson shows up. So he yeah. shows up at, at, at Teeny's 18th birthday yeah. party and uh, describe this. Like, where did you even find those pants? Because they're like evil Knievel looking. They are unbelievable. Pants, but they're dude. two sizes too small for you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they even stayed up. I don't know if they did. They, they really just didn't did. make it in the final edit. Yeah. With a cut off denim shirt, yeah. uh, a white just. Did you ever see the graphic on the shirt? No, I didn't. Oh, that's the best part of the Steve whole costume. Sons. Yeah. yeah, Steve stunts. Steve stunts. Stunts. Bargain. Steve's bargain stunts <laughs> on the back of it. Banner stunts. Yeah. So like for your birthday party, like if you want me to jump your swimming pool or anything like that. Yeah. Or, <laughs> you know whatever. You know, kiss your grandma. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever it takes. Uh, yeah. what, what would the fee be to show up at a kid's birthday party? To do something. I'm his broker, of... actually, so it depends on the stunt, honestly. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if we're talking about anything with fire, we're going to at least be 200 bucks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. 200 bucks is 200 bucks. Yeah. That should right. cover yeah. the gas it's that two, we explode. Yeah. yeah. It's $200 and you have to have a pool. Yeah. Just in case he stays on fire for too long. <laughs> yeah, we got to put him out. Yeah. yeah, the Vaseline burns through. <laughs> yeah. So you guys were racing through it. I'm assuming the RV didn't make it very long in this uh, competition you guys had. Well, the deal was the RV was so sketchy. Because it was rusted out underneath. Like, after I ripped everything out, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, I really don't want to just, like, go over a jump, and I fall right out of this thing and get run over myself. That's how it ends. Like, like Adam lives a super cool life doing all this dangerous stuff, but he dies doing something stupid. So stupid. Falling out of an RV with a big I will say this. The RV had an afterlife. Steve kills Adam. The RV had an afterlife after the party at nighttime. Okay. So yeah. it, it, it continued part, on. It continued yeah, on. There sure. was two episodes. I wasn't there. I wasn't even there for the second episode of it. <laughs> well, yeah. other people were. All I saw was like, you know, the final edit that Ryan uh, put together on the on the YouTube channel. And yeah. all I see is just a random time the RV goes blaring past the <laughs> yes. camera. Yeah, basically what happened. Everybody's racing and That's stuff. That's what I did. I just was out there yeah. ruining the entire thing. <laughs> so obviously I've got such a soft spot for your all's cousin, Woose. Yeah. I think he's an amazing human being. Yeah. And also, like, I... I I, uh, whenever you guys talk about Wu stories, I start laughing so hard I, <laughs> yeah. I I start crying because this is you guys have absolutely abused this kid yeah, absolutely. in the most loving way possible. Wow, yeah. So you guys are racing though, and he put that Jeep together. Yep. And uh, not everything went as planned. <laughs> yeah. So no, actually, Wu's was basically what we figured he was the guy to beat because he had the most practice time in his Jeep, ran the best. He had yep. a Jeep Cherokee. Uh, straight six, I think it had in it. Yeah. Was he like strutting around too? Like, oh yeah, yeah. He, he, knew, oh, he, he knew, knew what he had. Yeah. yeah. He well, and had. honestly, the the like so the competition yeah. part, we had like it was so muddy and stuff. And then we did the the um, the main race. 
Actually, we it stopped raining because it was raining the morning of, like bad. And we're like, mm-hmm. whatever. I don't care. We're just gonna hear. We're just gonna have a good time, man. You know, we go out there running around. And it's like so bad. You can't even. I made a double that we had to jump, and like we couldn't make the double. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I went into the farmer's field and come in as far as fast as I could. You know, it was like fifteen miles an hour. <laughs> you had to hit the double at like thirty. We'd figured out, and we we couldn't even get it. So I was casing the double. But uh, then it stopped raining, and we went out there and like prepped the track like this was a real event, you know. Like we turning the mud around and scraping it all off and get it all good. And then we take off all at one time. And my dad was so uh, get, here it goes again. Dad wants to get involved. So it's like he's oh we gotta do this, we gotta do this, we gotta. and he's like freaking out on me to put together this plan like to have like a show format. And I'm like, no, we're not doing that. We we're just just you have a driver's hey, meeting before. We, I, I want to be able to look over. Yeah, he did. He wanted to do all that. And I'm like. I want to look around at all my very close friends that are here doing this with me and say, hey, y'all ready to go? Okay, let's go. That's the most planning I wanted to do. Yeah. Well, Dad wanted to be the pace car because he had this Ford Galaxy, this old Ford Galaxy. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. That so it was, was pretty cool. a nice touch. Yeah. So he was so obsessed with that. And then he, I told him, all right, we're going to try to go at like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. He shows up. And we've already, we're out there just, we're just running. We're just mm-hmm. like, just driving. Like, Having you know, fun. Yeah, just take mm-hmm. off, do a couple laps, come back in. And he's like, oh, God, you even wait on me. He was all, man, I should That's freaking hour behind schedule day. <laughs> and uh, so then we then we all get lined up. We've already, like, our cars are, you know, we, nobody has more than, like, a 1,000 bucks in their car. Uh, like, most of us had less than 500. But about 1,000 hours. Yeah. <laughs> with oh, absolutely. So none of them really want to run that long. You know, they want to run hot, and they want to just, you know, be just the piece of craps they are, you know. Well, Dad gets this big scheme. We got to get everybody lined up. You got to go paramount. You know, I'm like, I'm so aggravated by this point. I'm like, oh God, this sucks. <laughs> well, then he's getting up there, and his car won't start. Oh God, we're all back here running hot, and a couple of us can't cut our cars off because they won't start back up. <laughs> Is this when we were in the Ranger? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We, so Adam, Adam has like a little service vehicle, a Ford Ranger that he does with the ride truck and everything. So it has a fuel tank. In the back, and mm-hmm. it's a jewel. It's a yeah. jewel. No, it was, no, it's it is. Jewel. It rides great. I personally love driving it. I borrow <laughs> it a lot. I personally love driving it. But we, Adam, gets out of the RV and gets in his actual work vehicle mm-hmm. that he uses for the ride truck, and we're gonna go make a race pass. And it's Adam in the front seat. And his wife in the passenger seat, and I'm in the back half that has. Like, it's an extended cab range. Little yeah. so, extended okay. cab, like the little side, side seat. seat. Yeah. Oh, side okay. seat. Yeah. Oh, down. Yeah. Pl- I'm sitting on a plethora of extension cords and Milwaukee tools yeah. in the whole back yeah. half. So just to paint a picture for you. We're all <laughs> in it to win it in the race right now. Okay. Yeah. Good. And so Woos goes out there. Well, no. So Woos, this Woos thing was is after this. Oh. So we do the pace lap. We do the race. Teeny absolutely like Teeny and Adam slay us. We we in the RV. You, no, oh, no, no, Adam did the range. Oh, oh, so yeah, yeah, honestly, okay. honestly, Adam, if so, Adam started in dead last because so I, I didn't want to get hit. But then once yeah. I got going, I got I just got like yeah. Because you know. he turned around, he told us girls, he says, you know, we're just gonna take it easy, y'all. To you know, it'll be fine. We're not. I'll make a couple hot laps, but we're in the Ranger. I don't want to mess it up. Five laps later, we cl- we clear the double with the Ranger and bust the yeah. back glass out of it. The fuel tank is coming up and turning and stuff. I and help he, that. He's screaming. He said, we're going to win it. We're going to win it. So, Teeny, because it being his birthday, Teeny was honored with pole position. Yeah. Right behind Dad. So, he takes off and he's in a... So, actually, a little reverse on this. Teeny got a, a S10 Blazer, two-wheel drive. For his, and he welded the diff up. First ever diff he's ever welded, so it was like, oh yeah, you know. He was all pumped about it, and ran like crap. I'm like, God, this thing sucks, Teeny. And uh, and he blows his up beginning of the beginning of the day. Yeah, blows up. So then we had this other one that was given to us by Larry, which made a great appearance in the video. Yeah, and this little Chevy Tracker, uh, Teeny gets to. He was like, all right, just drive this one. His buddy. Jeremiah, we call him Wig, was going to drive it, but it was just, you know, kind of a loner rig. So Wig's like, yeah, just drive this one. So he takes off, pole position, and just killing it. Well, Adam's chasing. He blows everybody's doors off. Gets up to, you know, honestly, if Teeny would have messed up, like, one more time. He stalled out one time and really lost a lot of ground. If he would have done it probably one more time, Adam would have come all the way from dead last to number one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was, I honestly was kind of thinking that I was going to have something for everybody because I had the, the V8 
uh, you know, the car, and I, I had the I had the best horsepower to weight ratio. Hunovic, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. no, I sucked. <laughs> I was second to last, I think. But uh, yeah. So then we get done with that, and then we're like, all right, you know, everybody basically run their stuff until it just absolutely quit. Mm-hmm. And then we keep going. Uh, then we like pull off. Everybody's just hanging out. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go kick a lap. We just you know randomly start take, kicking a lap. And uh, Woos is like, wants to rate. Woos comes out. I'm doing a lap, and Woos comes out. So he stops at the starting line. So it's an obvious sign. Got to line him up. So we start racing like a champ, you know, and we're going, going, going. And Woos is coming up on the inside of me on this big turn. And Woos has been getting pretty promiscuous with yeah. his turns. Uh-huh. And he didn't have his girlfriend in there this time. He, she's rode with him all, all week, testing, every race, everything. Doesn't have his girlfriend with him, so he's, like, pushing a little bit harder. We didn't realize that. And I actually had... My our buddy Hayden, which is his girlfriend's brother, in my car, and so we're we're hanging out, laughing about Woos coming up on the inside of us, and then we all we can see is white jeep just dumping over, rolling. <laughs> oh no! Like you're yeah. gonna crash on us, and we're like freaking gorilla you know, inside Hayden, of it. <laughs> Hayden, yeah. Hayden panics, thinking his sister's in there. Yeah, because we were kind of cooking a little bit, you know. So we whip around. Me, obviously, you know, all into my YouTube channel. Right. Grab the camera. Right. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you stop to grab the GoPro yeah. off of the mount. Yeah. Okay. And I actually did edit that amount of time. I fumbled a little bit getting it off, so it took me a second. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> when I get over there, big woos, you know. Dude, so woos is, what is he, six, six, four, five? Six, five. Six, five. five. Easily and, four freaking uh, No, he's, 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 in the, he's mid threes. Yeah. He's just a three. massive yeah. dude. Massive fellow. Yeah. And he's in a Jeep Cherokee that already can't fit in. Let alone with the roof crushed in. Yeah, right. roof is crushed in. He's hanging upside down by the seatbelt, oh. and that's all he can say is "Cut the seatbelt." <laughs> <laughs> he was mad. Yeah, he, yeah. Was he like, looked mad. He yeah, oh, yeah. The video. He looked yeah. mad. He was and like then, a made up. Could, we, could, we could see that because you took the time to yeah. you know get the code. Be sure. <laughs> And uh, Not go yeah. save luckily, Andy, our one guy, Andy, that hangs out with us all the time, he's pretty, you know, like he's just one of those dudes that's pretty good in all scenarios. Had a knife, bailed right in there, cut the belt. Actually, gave the knife to Woos at first, and Woos was just like, oh. <laughs> 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 I mean, his seatbelts were just cutting in half. And, uh, and then Andy gets like in there. He a can of biscuits, too. Like, yeah. Just with the seatbelts. I mean, oh, just, yeah. your heart was going out to him. You knew he was, <laughs> you knew he was hurting. <laughs> Upside down, yeah. probably scared. Like this thing's gonna yeah. collapse, like some movie. Yeah, and crush oh, it, 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 I honestly was kind of surprised on how bad it collapsed because Jeeps are normally like the Jeep Cherokee is pretty well known for being a, an awesome mm-hmm. basher. Okay. Like people crash on it. <laughs> people crash them all driving. the time. Yeah, get driving. Yeah, the <laughs> uh, people crash them all the time. And they're known to be pretty tough. Well, that thing, like he rolled, but it wasn't like crazy. He didn't like tumble. Yeah. And it crushed in pretty bad. Well, and he got out. By the time yeah, he yeah, got yeah. out, like yeah. he, he, the back he, he looked like he was all smiles. Yeah, he was a oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was fine. It, and they, uh, and Dad, being space cadet, comes in there with tobacco. Like, well, what do you want me to do? I'm freaking roll it over. <laughs> and he rolls it over, and the, it's under, it's on fire under the hood. Oh, God. So we're trying to tell him, like, hey, rip the hood open because it can't. It's crushed in. It's on fire. And he drives over. He's making. He's all you know, pissy with the one guy. Put the chain on my right ear. It's where my chain goes. Like by his feet. And like, Dad, the truck is on fire. Come on. So yeah, it took us a while to get him on our level there to to pay attention. But yeah, I was actually surprised that we walked away pretty. Like took it pretty well because Woos is kind of tender-hearted. Yeah. For being a big guy, Woos kind of. Yeah, tender I sometimes. think that's why I like him so yeah, much. Like I've got this soft spot for Woos, but he works his guts out. Oh yeah. yeah. No, and, and and no one no one moves. I mean, for a guy his size too, he moves fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you know when when, the, when Adam destroys the truck and the back in the pits, he's running man up and down those trailer ramps, everything, getting stuff done. So I just have a lot of respect for that guy. And then to watch you guys go out there and just annihilate him. <laughs> but then he always comes back. Oh yeah. You know, he can't stay away. So so the Anderson compound is obviously very unique. I, I, I've got a question about Dennis and, uh, and and more so around like you guys as, as, as not just kids but now, right? So Adam, of course, in Gravedigger, Kristen in Gravedigger, first female driver of Gravedigger, and then Ryan Anderson, driver of Son of, uh, Son of a Digger. And it's just kind of crazy to see like not only just what you guys have have created yourselves, but obviously you're part of that legacy with your dad. Do you wish things would have gone differently somehow, some way? I mean, your dad has bought, built this legacy brand, you know, what he has done. 
Um, do you wish it would have been different? Do you sometimes wish you didn't come up in a grave to your family for some reason? I, I, I personally don't. I, I, I think it's, I, 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 it's our life, and so I don't know anything different, I guess. Maybe that's why. Um, and I, honestly, the biggest thing is I wish... And not that people don't accept me being in a grave digger, but I drove the grave digger legend truck, and and that was kind of my deal for a while. But I wish that it was people were more accepting of me driving grave digger, where they aren't some. They're not that not that they're rude about it or mean, yeah. but they're just like, man, we missed that truck, and I do too. It's cool, but it's like if somebody's gonna be driving that truck, why shouldn't I be behind the wheel of that truck? Mm-hmm. You know, especially now that dad is out of the picture for driving. You know, I gotta. I feel like I should take over for it. So I, in, in my eyes, I don't. I think it's it's been fine. You know, mm-hmm. I tried to earn my keep by driving other trucks, and 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 honestly, and, and honestly, I I wish I didn't do it that way. I wish I would have just done had like Kristen had, or even Ryan creating his own thing. I wish I would have just started in Grave Digger because mm-hmm. it was my family stuff, and I honestly didn't know if I could or not because in the beginning I couldn't just drive. The trucks. I couldn't, and we didn't have a bunch of stuff to just wheel around, and I didn't really know if I could, if I could drive the trucks. And uh, thankfully, thankfully, I've been around long enough that I was able to, but uh, I did want to earn my keep. I did want to earn my keep, but there are some people, like, I remember uh, the, the biggest thing that sticks in my head, I drove, and I think I've told this story before on here, I drove, you know, all night long. I think I drove all the way from Canada somewhere, and then we finally show up at this show in Florida, and I get out, I stand on the side of the rig, and it's like 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, and one of these other guys is out there, and they're like, what are you doing here? I'm like, what do you mean? I just drove, I got here. And this guy, I had been at shows with this guy for like three years prior, and I've been driving the tractor trailer, working on the trucks, and I had gained no respect from that, mm-hmm. you know? So that was tough for me. That was the biggest thing. And right then, and, then, and I kind of like, I was just irritable because it's like 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. I'm driving probably for 42 hours straight. And I just was like, you know what? I don't even care anymore. I'm not, there's, I'm wasting my time doing this because I'm not proving anything to anybody because people are going to think what they want to think about us. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter. So I'm not going to try to... To, to support those people that think less of us for being who we are. We're just we're just people, man. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where I stand with yeah. it. Yeah, I wouldn't... Uh, obviously, it's there's always, no matter who you are, what you've done, there's no doubt something you would change or do differently. So there's definitely some things that I wish would have went in a diff- different direction, changed, that, changed or, you know, some way or another what didn't go the way they did. Uh, but... For the most part, I know for a fact we live an extravagant, crazy lifestyle that really nobody else in this world lives. Like it's, there's nobody else in this world that that does what we do, lives the way we live, and is a family like we are. There's nobody. So I know that's that's definitely something that's cool to me, and I've grown up that way so much so that I I would have a hard time doing anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, and and I'm already like so excited to do that with my son too. That's something that's like from instant as soon as he was born i was pumped to to like basically do what my dad did for me my dad paved my road in gold he gave me all the golden spoons whatever anybody can say however they want to say it, and i accept it because he absolutely did mm. but i'm going to tell you one thing i don't care who you are if you you're going to turn that down you're stupid mm-hmm. i do i'm going to do everything i possibly can do to take advantage of that and make it even better yeah. and then also do the same thing for my son so you know a lot of people i would Nobody really says it necessarily to us, but we hear about it. You know, like, oh, yeah. he's a good golden spoon. You know, they just don't like us because we, you know, got lucky. Our dad, you know, did something, did did this crazy thing and made something for us. But like I said, I feel like it would be a dishonor to him for all the hard work that he went through to create this. And, and you know, in a sense, you know, now it's made for us, mm-hmm. you know, basically pass it on to us. So for us not to do something about it, not to capitalize on the situation and take full advantage of it is disrespectful to him and, and I mean dumb like yeah. it's it's how how can you not instantly you can instantly jump right into the top and be you know all you know have all the best things and all this crazy you know stuff that nobody in this world has really ever offered or you know start from scratch on something else well it's amazing though to think about what your dad sacrificed all of those years like chasing the dream building the brand just winning right and he, he didn't I, I get the sense that your dad didn't have this massive end game in mind Right, that, but he just was going. He was following his passion. We've talked about that on this podcast in the past. It's like 
you know, if you can find your passion and you can go and really chase it the right way and build the vision around it as you go, it'll change as you go along. But, but every time it comes back to it, here's the biggest thing that I see most people give up on. It's not being willing to sacrifice. And your dad sacrificed a lot. But to your point, like you guys as a family continue to sacrifice a lot. And if, if, some, if, if nothing else, your dad taught you guys what it looks like to say, man, to get something, you've got to give something. There's just not yeah. enough people in the world willing to give up something. I had a mentor one time ask me that question. He said, he said, I'm not asking you what you want, what you want to get. I'm asking you what you're willing to give up to get it. And like that's the question that people don't ask themselves enough when they're coming through their dreams and they're yeah. chasing their dreams. I think there's right answers and wrong answers to that. I think all of us are guilty of giving up probably too much time of the things we shouldn't, right? Time with our family and things like that. That's the stuff that I've heard, you know, your dad even say, man, I, I wish I, I feel like I missed the childhood of Adam and Ryan and stuff of that sort. And, and all of us have those same stories. But at the end of the day, it's what are you willing to give up to go get what you're really wanting. And I don't think there's anybody that's a better picture of someone that is willing to give up what, do whatever it takes. And that's what your dad had to do to create Gravedigger, to create this massive brand that he did. And that's what you guys are having to do to keep it going. So anybody that wants to, you know, say what you're saying, they would say that you were given something, you know, I, I hope that they would, uh, at least follow your YouTube channel to watch all the crazy crap that you guys are doing to keep the, keep the, the legacy going. So what about you, old Kristen? I didn't think you, you talked about this before. When you, before you started Gravedigger, you said that you didn't think you were going to follow in those footsteps. You necessarily weren't in your mind thinking, hey, yeah, I want to grow up and drive a, a Monster Jam truck. Did you just not think it was a possibility because you were a, a female or, or what? Where did all of a sudden that click happen for you that you wanted to do it? Um, it's obviously like being my dad's only girl is different. You know, it definitely is different. I can't say that it's not, but, um, I don't know. I just, it was just, it's always been the norm. Like Gravedigger's always been the norm. Mud racing's always been the norm. Monster Jam for us has always been the norm. And I just thought I just never crossed. I mean, it crossed my mind, but it never really crossed my mind because the boys, Adam and Ryan, they were so like heavily into motorsports and, you know, riding four-wheelers and mud racing and side-by-sides and all that all the time. And when, you know, me and Weston came along, Dad was kind of more into, like, family time, family vacation. Like, we got four-wheelers and stuff like that for Christmas and everything. But I don't know. It was just – it never really crossed my mind. And so when I was in high school, I was – I'm artistic. I can draw. So when I was in high school, I really was dedicated to putting together an art portfolio to go to college and get a degree in graphic design because – Today's world is digital and digital media and all the art and stuff is all digital graphic and that's what I wanted to do so that was what was in my mind when I was 18 years old working at the diner but you know when I turned 18 me and dad we had a conversation he's like well do you want to drive babe like is that something you're interested in because I hadn't raced mud trucks I hadn't raced mega trucks I didn't race four wheelers I didn't do I mean I, I had a passion for motorsports because of my brothers and Everything I went out and rode four wheelers and stuff with them. I'm not saying that I had no motorsports. Much Arctic yeah. cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Arctic cats out there. Mine was a grizzly. The 125 grizzly. I still got her. Yeah, Adam's rebuilding the engine on my first four wheeler. Right no, now. is that what it That's was? That's the one. Oh, that one. Yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I would go out there and like cut up and stuff with the boys, but I don't know. Dad, you know, told us. I either was going to invest in my education, you know, go to college, or I was going to start driving trucks like the boys did, and I think it surprised my dad when I said I was interested in it. I just liked it, just from growing up, like, I, just from growing up around it and going to the shows and stuff like that. I love monster trucks. I love mega truck racing. I loved all of it, so that's kind of how I got my foot in the door was obviously through dad. That's how all of us got our foot mm -hmm. in the door, and and I fell in love with it. I didn't know how I was going to do. Because the first time I had ever had any experience with any kind of like high, like big horsepower or big motor or anything was the very first time I sat in a monster truck. And it was actually Gravedigger. It was John Zimmer's Gravedigger at the in North Carolina shop. And I went out there and I like did a couple hole shots, like hit a jump. And I was like, picked it up. So I, I fell in love with it. Went to Paxton, trained with Tom got taught by Tom, and then I was in Gravedigger on the Triple Threat Series. Yeah. It was awesome. I mean, I wouldn't do it any other way. I mean, being like a 
Gravedigger my first year and being, you know, a female or anything, that was kind of rough. I kind of got thrown to the wolves my first year, but honestly, it toughened me up. It toughened me up a little bit. Oh, man. Some of the horror listen. stories she would tell me. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I felt bad. God. I got Some of the things that people alive. said, I'm like, oh, really? Gosh. Oh, people are ruthless, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. You know, people just say the the rudest things. Not I mean, they're not lying. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like truth oh. hurts us. Yeah, truth all, hurts. All of you out there, yeah. you don't have to always be truthful. With yeah, you can lie to us. Tell us we did good. I think that sometimes they forget we're people a yeah. little bit. And yeah. so they come they would come my first year I I had already put an immense amount of pressure on me yeah. because I had to follow up Dad, and I also had to follow up Adam and Ryan. Mm-hmm. And that is a tough act to follow. And you're also the first female, so people are already like, ooh, she's a girl driver. Is she going to be good because she's an Anderson? Is she going to suck? Like, what is she <laughs> What is she going to do? What is she going to bring to the table? And there was mixed emotions about me being the, a girl in Gravedigger. Mm-hmm. Because Grave from Digger, the fans. From the fans, mm-hmm. yeah. This is all from the fans. It was like... I don't know. I didn't know if they loved it that I was a girl in Gravedigger or if they were like, ooh, a girl in Gravedigger. You know what I mean? Like, it, it used to upset me a lot when, like, little yeah. kids would come through the line and, like, a little boy would see that a girl was driving Gravedigger and they'd cry because oh. their driver is always a boy. You know what I mean? They're like, a girl drives Gravedigger. Like, they were upset. I was like, man, so that was rough for me because I had – no experience like I mean I don't like I would it, interacted with dad's fans or like he always brought like our make-a-wish families and stuff were always involved in our personal family mm-hmm. and everything so I had kind of had some interaction with dad's fans but when I got out on the road I was like bam like yeah. right out there and I was a rookie learning in front of everybody every mistake I made was under the scrutiny of all of the Monster Jam fans all of the Gravedigger fans and all of the females. So and that was Adam Ryan and, and Adam Dennis. Ryan and Dad. They were blowing up my phone every week. Who was the most helpful, Adam or Ryan, to you when you'd ask questions? Um, Ryan is really technical when mm-hmm. he gets down to it. Like he just kind of like spout out, like spout off what I need. And Adam is like more kind of like my relief. Like he's just kind of like, well. Don't worry about it. You know, yeah. what I mean? like you know, just go out there and just do whatever. Just yeah, f- forget those people. Forget yeah. those people. They don't. Yeah, and then Dad is always, you know, I mean, because I mean, he doesn't. I don't really feel like he babies me too much because I'm the girl. But he would always, when I would call him, be upset. I'd be like, Dad, mm-hmm. they hate me. <laughs> He'd be like, No, they don't, babe. <laughs> like, you're gonna do great next weekend. Brush it off. Blah blah blah. So. They all three had a big, you know, they all three had a big part in my first year for sure. Well, you you've grown a, a ton. I mean, when when you know uh, you, you've been you've picked it up a lot faster than most of us have. You know, going from year one to year four. So it's been. I think so too. I think, to I think her growth. Her, her growth compared to even my my own in the first couple of years of my driving, it was like it was like it was next to nothing. I I, I didn't I know. My, my first couple of years, but at the same time, uh, the caliber of these shows in, in the beginning of my career were nothing what they are now. Yeah. So it's, uh, it, it's, a hard, it's a hard thing to, to carry. And she was able to do that very quick. So Yeah, that's like one of the things that a lot of people don't totally understand is like when you look back at the skill set and the show like intensity basically when Adam started or when I started or you know just a few years ago is not nearly what it is today yeah so she has to start out what it took us you know 10 15 you know years plus to to master these things to figure these things out and she has to do them in her first year yeah. she has to do it before she does her first show mm-hmm. so she started out so like beyond farther than we ever did just because you know she basically had to be caught up instantly to speed. Yeah. So there's no doubt, you know, it's it's not a, you know, handling the truck in general is something that kind of comes with time. But like actually doing tricks and stuff like that is like, well, yeah, freaking moonwalk was uh, not easy. She had to do it right away. It's like a boxer, you know, and they get knocked down and they, you know, and then like they get saved by the bell and they go back and they get their, you know, all the blood like wiped out of their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and then they got to answer the bell. Like you yeah. always hear that term, like you got to answer the bell. Kristen, I think you have answered the bell extremely well already in your career. So kudos to you. Keep it up. And, Thank uh, you. We'll, we'll see <laughs> you. Thank you. 
man. Well, the Andersons, you guys are extremely unique. You're a very special family. I think the hearts of the Anderson family uh, is probably the best thing, and I hope that that's something that your dad passed along. Maybe it was from your mom. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, one way or the other, man, I think you guys are continuing to uh, do some amazing stuff. So, everybody that's out there, you guys make sure you go on and follow Ryan Anderson's YouTube. It's, it's for the Anderson family. The Andersons on YouTube. Follow you on uh, uh, your handle, Son of a Digger. Son of a Digger. Yeah, right? at okay. Son of a Digger on basically everything. Yep. Adam Anderson, Adam Anderson <laughs> underscore GD. Kristen Anderson is Kristen Anderson. Kristen.Anderson. Kristen.Anderson. So uh, Kristen has all these awesome celebrities follow her. Please follow Warrior Bryce. Yeah. Too. yeah. Follow me. Yeah. 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 Actually, also, don't follow these three. Follow yeah. me. Yeah. I, I need the most followers here. <laughs> I'm also, I'm going to be your hype man for a second, Bryce. Okay. If anybody is getting married in oh. the near future <laughs> <laughs> and you are a Monster Jam fan, Bryce Kinney is an ordained minister. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's true. Oh my it's true. I have performed two weddings. Oh, yeah. you've done two? Yeah. So, you didn't tell us that? I don't know, know that. that. Yeah. Well, you guys yeah. don't ask me any questions. It's been an hour podcast. You guys haven't asked me any questions. Well, that's why yeah. you were wrapping up. I was like, dang, Bryce, you didn't give you a shot. We did road trips, you know, 10 hours. No questions to old B-Rice over here, you know. It's my Sorry, cross to bear. I, asked you, I asked you 97 questions about yourself. After, about you, your favorite. after yeah, you offended your favorite me. This, every that. Yeah, what yeah. are you talking about? Yeah, we, we did, it. We did yeah. quiz you basically in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sure. And it question. was questionable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, thanks for joining us again, and we'll see you next time on Gears and Nachos. Let's do it. We're back. We're back. <laughs>